Good morning, everybody. Pat and Jules here again with another episode of Love That For You podcast. He was trying so hard not to sound like a radio host. I am giggling right now because... I just don't want her bone to ruin the couch if she has it on there. Okay. Should we put her... No, just... Not take the bone away? Maybe put a towel there. Um. All right. Okay. <laughs> Be right back. Okay. Yes, we are back. Another episode, and it is our third week here in Florida. Our last week. Our last week. We're sad about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sad, but I'm excited for whatever is next whatever's next the summer yeah. and summer plans and stuff that we have so yeah i think when we do these and you guys have heard that we do these trips kind of not often but we like to do these where we go stay somewhere for longer than your normal long weekend or week stay so we've been here in uh just outside of st pete's in florida for um we're in our third week now. Overall, it'll end up being like four weeks here. Yeah. And it's been really cool. We've really enjoyed a lot of things. We've not enjoyed some things, but... We were just like this morning going over things that we... Pat, at the end of every trip, I was always like, so what are your top three favorite things? What are your and what highs are your... and lows? Yeah, he loves doing highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Probably like five times a year we do that. Yep. Um, Why don't you say yours? Yeah. No, um, let me go first. Okay, yeah, you go first. Well, okay. I was, real quick before you get into that, I was laughing because I don't know if you guys follow me on TikTok. If you don't, you should. But there was like a trend going around. It's a, I think it's a Kanye West song where it's just like whatever instrumental and then it goes something and here we go again. Yeah. And I just made one that was um, just talking, like the caption is just, Jules and I visiting somewhere again, thinking we could move here, knowing damn well we aren't going to move yeah. here. Every time we're somewhere like, new, we like search for houses and look yeah. up the rent prices and everything. We're just like, it's honestly mentally exhausting yeah. and I can't even think about it. So, yeah, you guys have heard our whole, where are we going to live? What should we do? Discussions and yeah, it's just ongoing. But yeah. All right. Let's hear your. Your highs and lows. Well, I told you earlier, but I'll tell everybody here. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been loving... Well, this one restaurant we go to, Baba, which we've been there once, but you guys recommended it. Somebody did, and it was delicious, and we're going hopefully again this weekend, and that's just been a high. I mean, I've enjoyed that restaurant. Yeah. Another one um, has just been the weather overall. I love waking up, and it be warm and sunny. It's been literally sunny every single day. Mm -hmm. Even if it rains, it still is, like, sunny. Um. And walking on like sunset, like the, you know, the warm weather still when you go to bed. So yeah, that's been nice. Yeah. I think, I mean, we can get a little bit more into each of those, not just running over them because when we were talking this morning, I was thinking like, I've enjoyed the food. I've enjoyed the warmth, like kind of big. And then Julia was like, well, I've specifically enjoyed Baba. Yeah. And so what is it that you like about that? I like the food. Yeah, the food there is really good. All right, I'll answer the question okay. for you. Well, I think you really like the design, like the architecture there, because it's really cool because it's like a it's aesthetic, inside yes. outside. Yeah. And they have, so it's not like you like go into this restaurant. It's just like a free flowing bar, little sitting area, and then just like massive doors and windows that are just open. 
where you can just kind of come and go inside outside yeah and i think that the whole like mix of indoor outdoor space of that place is really cool Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the food is like so good it's like mediterranean and Mm -hmm. the atmosphere there is really good and like the whole little area in st pete is really cool what did we have to drink there i don't even remember i think i had cocktails yeah i had a spicy margarita i think or Mm. mezcal or something Mm, that does sound good And you had bourbon i don't remember what i had I think I had one of their drink specials, which I can't remember what it was now, but yeah. sure it was good. Yeah, when we went there, we the way they kind of serve the food is all like family style for the table, and it was just the two of us. So we picked a few things off just to appetizers, and we ended up not even ordering entrees. Yeah, like we just ordered. Well, we I think we did order. I don't one think or we did the squid or whatever. I think that was just an appetizer, but. Anyways, it was really good. Yeah. And that whole area, um, I think it's Central Ave on in St. Pete's. There's just really cool like little shops, stores, yeah, um, coffee spots, bars, restaurants. Yeah. There's actually a we had a funny experience. We went and we were just walking around there with Willow. We had to be out of the our Airbnb property for like an hour because they had a home insurance inspection coming. Which is another discussion we can tell you about the uh, experience about it in my with blog, our so yeah so we had to be out of the house we were out we went over there and we ended up going by um, where the Tampa Bay Rays the professional baseball team plays the stadium is right there so there was this like massive outdoor bar there that was like dog friendly mm-hmm. and we saw it was like get your drinks and let your dogs run around so we're like all right let's run in there real quick and um interesting crowd there yeah the people we spoke to are really nice very friendly to willow which i think we're used to people not being as friendly or not not friendly but like very engaging with her which kind of for us was like uh is that too much is that we're so weird with her yeah like we get protective of her Meanwhile, her freaking tails wagging, her yeah, drools droblin and everything. a good time. She's loving it. And we're like, uh. So what are your highs? Oh, my highs. I love the mornings here. I love waking up, being able to go outside and just know that it's going to be warm. Mm-hmm. And the mornings, while it's warm, it's like chill warm. Yeah. You know, it's not like you got to go out and you're sweating already. It's not like warm enough to just go walk and you know, shorts and t-shirt. Um, I love that. I love that I've been running here. One of my, not goals, but something I like wanted to do while we were here in Florida was I wanted to run more. So I like, I think I said this before we came, I went and like bought running shoes, downloaded a, um, an app that helps me like track all of my runs. And then this morning when I went and ran, my thing told me that I've ran 30 miles since being here, which is I don't know. That's a lot for me. I don't know if you guys are runners. Yeah. That probably isn't a lot, but. If you're like so a I've long been, distance runner, but. Yeah. And I think another thing that I just love is where we are, there's a little, I don't even know if you call it like a downtown. It's like a strip. Yeah. There's like a little strip that you can just walk down. It's got know, maybe four restaurants, four shops and two coffee spots. Like it's not yeah. a ton. A few bars. Yeah. And I don't know, every time we've gone and walked there with Willow, people have been so friendly. People are... It's right on the water, too, so it's yeah, nice. So, and it, yeah, it's scenic, it's pretty, and just people have been so friendly. And, you know, the 
um, the one bar over there is like all outside and it's dog friendly. So we've taken Willow there. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like when we leave here, people are going to miss her. Yeah. And we have visitors this weekend on our last weekend, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're excited for that. The other thing yesterday, so it was a weekday and Julia and I went to the beach and it was awesome because nobody else was there. It was so nice was to go so for empty. like two hours during the week. I think we should go tomorrow too. We should go every day. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice because I feel like when we go to the beach at home, it's like a big much to do. Like mm-hmm. you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to blah, blah, blah. Well, especially if you're with a lot of people. Yeah. It's just us. And so. yesterday we just went to the beach. It was kind of like, hey, do you want to go to the beach? Sure. We threw our towels in the car and just went. Yeah. And because it was a weekday, there was nobody there. It so felt parking so tropical was easy. yesterday. Yeah. It was so and nice. And it was like really hot. I got sunburned. The water was warm. It was yeah. pretty calm. So we were just able to go yeah. hang out in there. Did we say any lows quickly before we move on? I'll say a low. So I think one of my lows is just like the age demographic yeah, around here. That's... It's definitely, I think Florida has a reputation of uh, retire. <laughs> older people. And we definitely have experienced that. If we've gone to a few places and like look around and we're like, we are definitely the youngest people well, here. Like in St. Pete, not so much. And in Tampa, definitely not. But yeah. like where we are, yes. And it's kind of like it just overflows into every area. Mm-hmm. Like just Florida in general is an older population. Um, so yeah. yeah, I agree. I don't necessarily want it to be like so young and like no. college town, but. No, I th- and I think this is one of those things what we have been thinking about. Could we move here? It's like, how many people here would we be we become friends with? Yeah. Are there, you know, like Julie loves going to like Solid Core. Like, is there a community here that goes to Solid Core? Like that type of, and we just haven't seen that where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. It's people who want to go play shuffleboard <laughs> or whatever it is, old people. They want to have their. What's the one your aunt said? I know, talking about dinner at four o'clock. Yeah. Oh, she play no, she no. plays yard bowling. Oh. But um, no, she was making fun of the area where they live because we were like, are there Early any restaurants or stuff? She's like, all the restaurants struggle around here because people eat dinner at four o'clock. So yeah. they only do the early bird specials and then shut down. That scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was kind of funny. But yeah, so we're leaving next week, which is really weird. But mm-hmm. we're going to go back home for a little, kind of get our summer plans in order. We have a wedding to go to next weekend so we'll be home for that yeah and yeah yeah it's a wedding next weekend that i'm in one of my longtime best friends it's gonna be cool it's it's a wedding back home for us um which you know it'll it'll be like our first home wedding since our wedding we went to the well we went to the one wedding in california but that was like not similar to ours so can't wait to judge the shit out of their wedding yeah same everything's wrong yeah no, it's all just it's gonna suck yeah it'll be fun it'll be cool though um yeah okay let's just get into the episode today all right so this episode same one we do every month the be- the first episode of the month we do our monthly advice column it's our well i think it's our favorite it's definitely my favorite episode that we do um i love because it feels interactive like people are asking us questions it's it's getting insight into um you know our audience's lives the things that are important to them and you know it gives us kind of like a wide variety of things to talk about 
Yeah. And one thing we are learning is that there is one overarching theme that you guys all want Jules and I to talk about. And it is long distance relationships. We get, I mean, just a majority of all of the questions we get are long distance relationships. That's what we're going to start with. Yeah. Okay. So we actually got a few emails, people sending stuff over. Um, and with the emails, it's nice because we do get a little more detail. So yeah. hi, Jules and P. I stumbled across Jules's page a few months ago and felt immediately connected, mainly due to your long distance relationship with P before you guys got married. We get a lot of those. Everybody loves yeah. the long distance thing. It's funny because it's funny. It's funny. Everybody <laughs> needs to take a shot. I said it's funny. I think that's more common than we realize. I think yeah. a lot of people do long distance and it's not like a straightforward thing that you hear a lot of advice on. So I think that's what people like to ask yeah. us about. Anyways, this person said, I have been in a long distance relationship for almost three years and I feel for sure I want to marry this guy. We are relatively young, but are starting to think about moving in together and think summer 2023 is best for us and our relationship. Where I need your input comes in, comes in is in relation to feeling stuck in New York City and like I'm paying too much, just wanting to already be living with my significant other and feeling sort of in a funk. Compared to my friends, I feel ready for a new phase of my life and have to actively keep reminding myself to enjoy being young in the city with my girlfriends because I'll never get this time back. Do you have any advice to enjoying the moment and avoiding feeling frustrated by it all? I feel like I came across as angry sometimes to all of my friends, but in reality, I'm just over the scene in so many ways. I will say this is not really long distance. The title of the email is long distance advice. And I read mm -hmm. through this one. Yeah, I was like, I this is not really advice on long distance, but. I think that it's really hard to one, obviously be in the moment, but it's also really hard to appreciate what you have when you have it. And I think like something I'm learning in life is that you don't have to force yourself to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to change the way you feel if you're feeling like, you know, you obviously know you're, you're young and you have your girlfriends and you're never going to have the stage of life again. So I feel like you just kind of have to like push yourself to like keep doing more things and not force yourself to not feel what you're feeling because that's not going to help. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, this person writing in talking about wanting to um, enjoy what they're doing now compared to their friends, they feel like they're already ready for a new phase in life, but they have to actively keep reminding themselves to enjoy being young with their girlfriends, blah, blah, blah. I was like that. Yeah. I think one thing you can't fight, though, is like your timing. Right. You can't fight that you're ready for what's next. You right. can't fight like that you're ready to move in. You can't fight like because timing is going to like be unique to every person. Some people, you know, I don't know how old this person are is. They said they're relatively young. Like they may be ready for what they think is next. Whereas the next person, it might take them another decade. It might take them another 15 years to for them to be ready. Right. Everyone's so, time is totally different. Totally different. So like don't. Don't feel like you need to change how you think or how you feel based on your age or your friends not being ready or, yeah. you know, whatever that is. Like, everyone's you know, time is listen different. to what your mind and body are telling you. Yeah. And like, just don't over, over analyze the feelings. I saw this TikTok the other day and it was like this guy and he was like, everybody needs to stop 
thinking that when a feeling passes through them, it means so much. Like feeling comes and it goes and another feeling comes and it goes. And that's just like life. Mm -hmm. And we need to stop putting so much emphasis on like this one feeling that's in our system for 10 minutes and putting like our whole world into it because it's going to, it's going to leave. So, yeah. 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 Um, Hopefully that was helpful for that one. I'm going to read another. Five years long distance. So I'm going to read another one of these emails that we got. This one's the title, Monthly Advice, Five Years Long Distance. Hi there. I've been following you and the podcast for a year now, and I always relate so much to your relationship. My boyfriend and I met in our senior year of high school in 2017. At the time, we lived two hours apart. I traveled to his city regularly regularly for sports. We built a relationship that summer, knowing he would be leaving to the States on scholarships while I stayed in Canada, opposite sides of the continent, too. Anyway, we're now five years into an extremely healthy and loyal relationship. I don't see myself with anyone else. I'm ready to move in and start our lives together, but there is a lot of there are a lot of concerns I still have about him. He has never worked a job in his life, so busy so busy playing varsity sports. He has a credit card, but his parents pay it off, and, and they have access to his bank account because it's essentially their money. But I'm worried how late he'll be learning to handle his own money, paying the bills, etc. Basically, it's the practical things I don't have answers to. In terms of living together and the way he treats me, he's an amazing partner, and I know that he is super driven to start this next phase of his life. It's not that I'm doubting him. I just don't know how to handle the anxiety of all these question marks finally being answered roughly five years into this relationship. I love him so much. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done five years of long distance, never living in the same city. This might be way too long for the podcast, so I understand if you guys don't get to it. Love it. Hmm. I feel like you guys are so young and you're like, you grew up together. Yeah. In a, I, in a way, mm-hmm. which is not a good or a bad thing. Yeah. It's just kind of like how it happened in your life stage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what this person wrote in, their questions are about overcoming the anxieties of knowing whether or not their boyfriend is ready and mature enough, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, I it sounds like they're probably like 23 years old. Yeah, five years meant in 20. Yeah. yeah, probably. So Senior you're still years. like young and like trying to figure it out. And those are good questions because those are important things, especially when it comes to like marrying somebody. Like there's a lot of things you want to know about somebody and they don't come up until later. And mm-hmm. yeah, like that's important. Yeah. Yeah, I think having those questions is like what you should be doing. You should be thinking about some of these like bigger picture, like, you know, how will he be with money? How will he be with this? Like you're starting to think about these things of like your lives merging. I also would say, don't let those things get in the way of what you want to accomplish with your relationship. And if that is being together, then these things shouldn't get in the way, but these can be conversations. They can be things that you talk about where you say, Hey, boyfriend i'm really excited to get married really excited for this next step but here are the things that i still worry about and then you can talk about it and you know he might say i have just as many 
you know, issues like that, or I have as many concerns as you do because mm -hmm. I haven't done those things or I haven't whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to play the other side a little bit. Just oh, no. like you're saying kind of more that like, it's just really about the relationship and like, of course that is the most important part, but I do think like spending your entire life with someone like there's so many other important things than just do you love each other? You know what I'm saying? Like I just feel like sometimes like I'm saying the conversation should be had. Yes. And like you should figure these things out and you should decide like if he's going to step up in this way and like decide to get a job and like figure these things out or if he's just going to be relying on you because if he's just going to rely on you, the marriage will be interesting in my opinion. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's what she's saying. No, I think like, she's just concerned that like this person has not done these things. Yeah. And yeah, like you guys are so young, you, so it's learning experiences. I feel like she and you are holding these things against this guy no. because he's never done them. Like Right, I'm saying that the conversation should needs to be had and it's good that she's thinking about these things. Yeah. Because they're important. I agree. But it doesn't mean that they should these things should be getting in the way of their relationship. It should No, I don't think it sounds like they are. It's not like he's doing anything wrong. No. His parents are helping him financially. Yeah. He hasn't done that. He doesn't have a credit card or his parents like help him with that. Which most people at that age, like that's yeah. pretty common. That's not Yeah. You know. I don't know how this person this girl grew up or anything, but maybe she just grew up so differently. Yeah. That it's like she doesn't understand that side. But yeah, mm. I think it's also, I wanted to play the other side, but I also think it's super normal that like this is the life he's living right now because it seems like you guys are like 23 years old. Obviously, sports was a big part of your life. And my parents helped me for a little bit when I was in my early 20s too. So I get yeah. that. I think it's like, does this person have the motivation and does this person like, do you see that they want to try these things? Yeah. Like, Are they capable to figure it out? Yeah. Are they going to be able to figure it yeah. out? Is it important to them that they do figure yeah. it out? Like, That's that like the stuff only answer. is more important than yeah. like, you know, not letting these anxieties that you have now get in the way of like your relationship now when you don't even know if they're going to be an issue yeah. in the future. You're just creating yeah, right. that. So. What is All the right. next one? Here's another one, and I, I like this one. So here's another um, email that we got. Hi. First off, love you guys and the way you talk about things so openly and realistic. Oh, thank you. So cute. In the last podcast episode, Jules says that she doesn't believe in soulmates and that she thought <laughs> she and Pat could probably technically find other people to happily marry. <laughs> I resonate with that so much but it's also the root of major doubt for me as I am about to get engaged. I've been with my boyfriend for th three years. We never fight and have awesome communication. I cannot imagine being more comfortable with someone or having a sweeter love, and I know we'd build an amazing life together. And yet, I'm like, how do I know I should marry him? That was all written in caps with a lot of questions. <laughs> I can't imagine anything better. Yet I'm sure it's out there because there's no way he is literally the only person for me. I want to get rid of these doubts or just feel better about him being the chosen love of my life, but I don't know how to do that. We've built this amazing relationship, and I wish I felt more content. Would love to hear your thoughts and advice. Please and thank you. Also, thank you for even taking the time to read this. Hope you guys have a great day. Lot yeah, of babe, how many other guys could you marry and be happy? A lot of things. I mean, first, before I answer this, 
I'm just going to say that I didn't have doubts mm. like this necessarily before I married you. Yeah. It wasn't really like that. It was, and I think more as we grow, it's like, I just, I don't not believe that we're not soulmates. I just believe that there's more than one. Yeah. Like that I could, you could find somebody else and I could find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't want, I don't want to. Yeah. But I think that it's just more like realistic. And that's mm-hmm. just the type of person I am. Um, I didn't have specific doubts going into it. Like I knew that I wanted to marry you and all of that. That's kind of what concerns me a little bit Yeah. about this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're saying is there's a difference between having doubts about going into like the next step of the relationship. There's a difference between that and just knowing that there are more than one possible soulmate. For also, you it's, there. yeah, it's like doubts. It's not a doubt. Me yeah. knowing and thinking that there's a different soulmate or another pe- other people out in the in the universe in the world mm-hmm. is not a doubt that yeah. we aren't meant to be together. Yeah, definitely. I think also, I don't know. I, I think you have to do some really deep soul yeah. searching with this one. Like you're engaged and about you know to be engaged, you are the only one or about to be you are the only one that knows your true feelings mm-hmm. and if this is something i mean i'll just be straightforward if this is something you're like you cannot stop thinking about and you are truly doubting this because you think that there's just a better life for you mm-hmm. don't get engaged yeah yeah i think and that's probably hard but that could also not be that's just one side of yeah. if this is happening again you know? not knowing all right yeah yeah, I think if you have a lot of these doubts where you are thinking that there's something better out there, there's something different, that person, you know, you know what makes, makes you it feel really hard way. though? Like things like this that make these type of doubts really hard is that it's not like this person that you might marry is a bad person. Mm-hmm. It's like they're the best person. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this recently and many times. Like, Two good people in a relationship doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is good. Or that it's or meant that to it's be. meant to be yeah. forever. Yeah. Right. People break up. Like you can picture the two greatest people. Check all you the know, boxes. Check every box, be the greatest lover, be the everything. But that doesn't mean you're gonna be together because it's that extra feeling of love. It's that extra and emotion. Love is, yeah, it's, it's that extra energy. It's can't that be extra defined. Yeah. And I think the the doubts, like knowing, should I marry him? Should I not? Should I blah, blah, blah? Like at the end of the day, you're the only person who can answer that. And that sucks. That's shitty advice. But yeah, like those are thoughts and emotions that like you have to kind of work through. And I don't know. You also did say a lot of positive stuff about your relationship. You yeah. said how happy you are. You said and like you can I can almost feel that like reading it that you are in love you want to get engaged you want to marry this person but then there's this little thing in the back of your head that's like well what if there is somebody else and i think everybody has those feelings but it just depends how you deal with it and how long they last and how they take over your life or not you know like i think i had little mini doubts and i don't even know i can't really call them doubts i think i just had thoughts before we got married like wow this is real this is it But then on the other side of it, I was like, I want this. Like, I've been wanting this for years. So it's just like I knew my true feelings deep down whether my doubts were there or not. Yeah. Yeah. The doubts and the questions and the hesitations are like everybody has those. Mm -hmm. 
everybody has those no matter what you're making a big decision you're taking a big step so anytime you do that with your relationship with your career with your family with anything you're gonna have doubts you're gonna have those things and I think at the the end of the day you lay your head on your pillow you say what do I want and then you make that decision and then you go with it and you know if there are I don't know how to like say this or really like what it would look like but if you're somebody who really believes in other people like there are I guess like ways you could talk about that with your spouse or your whoever your significant other now and say like and hopefully they're like understanding yeah hopefully they understand and like that conversation can lead to so many things and yeah oh I have that same thought too like are there other people or um yeah maybe you guys agree on the reality of it and that maybe helps you feel better yeah it helps you feel more comfortable and it, and it also takes how like we do a lot of things too like some of the stress off yeah like a lot of times like we pat and i are able to go to each other with really anything mm-hmm. and at least consider like that that might be reality or that we can understand the thoughts i think it's yep. hard to be with somebody who isn't able to like understand and that might not be the case so yeah, I yeah. think there is a way to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, this one's good. Okay, so this is a DM we got. Hi, I have a quick wedding question I thought maybe you guys could help with. I didn't invite a friend of mine and his boyfriend to our wedding in June because we kind of drifted apart during COVID and even a little bit before that. We were trying to only invite close family and friends. We have recently reconnected, though, and I really miss them and would love to have them come to our wedding. How do I ask them without it sounding like a pity invite? He knows the invites are already out. Thank you in advance. Anything that happened during COVID is not real. This happened to us (laughs) so many times, especially with our wedding. Like, there were people that we drifted apart from during COVID, and we were like, that just is... I think most people understood, Mm -hmm. kind of. Like, I just feel like... It, it is what it is. A lot of people made their wedding smaller. I think if they're your really good friend, you could just honestly talk to them and be like, listen, I'm so glad we reconnected. Like, I really want you guys to come to the wedding. Um, I don't want you to feel bad that like that we did that we weren't connected anymore over the yeah. past year. But like, I just I would love to have you there. And like, honestly, that should be enough. It's your wedding. Like, that should be enough. If they feel that bad about it and they're like, oh, I don't want it because that then then. They shouldn't come. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, well, we we went through that, right? We sent out all of our initial invites and then we had our second round of invites had to go and we had to eliminate people. And that was terrible. Um, This may be a little trick you could use. The people that we had to cut, uh, I explained it as we had to cut people because of the venue. The venue said COVID regulations. And, you know, every, everybody was pretty understanding of that. We said, look, you know, we sent original. We had a certain number we could have. The second time we resent, the venue said we had to cut numbers. So we're sorry. Um, another thing that you could use is say, you could say, look, now that invites have already been sent out, you guys were right on the fringe. We wanted you there. Like we went back and forth. Unfortunately, the way the numbers were. We couldn't invite you originally, but now that we've gotten a handful of no's, we 
absolutely 100 percent want to invite you guys yeah we and i feel like you, you could there. blame it too on like listen we were just gonna really do close family and, and things change now and like we love you and we want you there like it should yeah. be simple i think yeah yeah i think you just know i not, not knowing the dynamic of like the relationship and how yeah of course you know any of that different. like if if it is really um if you think they're going to be really hurt. Yeah, if they're going to get pissed, if they're going to get whatever, then like tread lightly. Yeah. But hopefully if it's a good enough relationship, you can be like, hey. Yeah. And honestly, they probably know too that like you drifted apart. Right, you know? exactly. Like, hey, it's two-sided to drift apart. Now we're yeah. really close. You know, our wedding's coming up, so. Yeah. Um, Let me read one. Yeah, yeah, I can do it. No, I'm reading this one. <laughs> Um, Pat doesn't like when I read. Julia, when she reads them, <laughs> plus I read these beforehand. Okay. The longer ones so I can like understand a little bit. But okay. okay. So this is another really long DM. Love um, that. Love that you guys pulled through with the long ones. Well, this, this person said, I can give you guys more details because I know you like them. <laughs> yeah, we do. So um, originally they sent, hi guys, love your podcast. It is my weekly treat to listen to while I work out. Love I'm wondering that. if you'd ever do an episode on cohabitating tips on transition, where to compromise, moving in with my boyfriend this summer. And I'm excited, but nervous. And then she said, I will give you guys more details because I know you guys like those. LOL for context, for context. I've never lived with a partner before, and I am only doing so because I imagine us, us, taking the next step in our relationship, marriage, kids, etc. So it's something I do not take lightly. Plus, we are going from long distance to roommates. I know you guys wow. can. Yeah, we can, we we can relate. I feel like there are a few different aspects of moving in. Obviously, the sharing of everything, personal space, keeping clean, organized, oh, tasks, go on drawers. and on. <laughs> I'm definitely nervous about even being in terms of cleaning up and staying organized. As a girl, I'm definitely more anal and have higher cleanliness cleanliness standards. My partner is very willing to help and take direction well, but I don't want to constantly be nagging about things. Where do you just let go of some of these things? Does this get better with time? How much time? LOL. I've had roommates before, but I feel like you need to walk more on eggshells than you do with a partner. We communicate very directly, but I don't ever want to be disrespectful when it comes to my asks. Beyond typical roommate-esque etiquette, I imagine this will be a huge emotional change too. I listened to your identity episode and really find much of my identity in my independence. I'm a strong, it's a strong trait that I'm proud of and has made me very successful in many aspects of my life. Part of me feels sad, like I'll inevitably lose a bit of that by moving in with my partner. I want to make sure I can still maintain this aspect of my, myself, despite intertwining our lives so intentionally with this next step. Curious how you all balance your own needs, friendships, hobbies, and those that are more defining of your relationship. My partner has his own hobbies and friends, but we are moving to a new place where we'll need to meet new friends, so we'll be relying on each other more at first. This will also be a new challenge for us as individuals and a couple. Sorry, this is a lot. I feel like there are so many layers beyond the surface of cohabitating. Also, if you have any thoughts on any tips of this for your advice episode, that would be awesome. Much love. Love your guys' content. Okay. Cohabitating. 
I mean, like, it is really hard. And I have to say, I was, I was actually so nervous to live together after doing long distance. Yeah. And our original plan before COVID was we were going to move to New York, but Pat was going to be traveling like three days a week. And I was like, that is the perfect transition for us to live together, but still have our own independence. And then shit hit the fan and Mm. we lived with my parents and we never left the house. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and at first it was really hard. It was kind of just like, I know we wanted to end the long distance so bad, but I wanted to do it on my own terms. I wanted to do it like when I felt it was ready and we had these plans and it was going to go how we planned it. And then this and this and this would all be aligned Mm -hmm. and it didn't work that way. And it ended up just us having to like really think about things different and change our perspectives, I think. Um, but yeah. at first it was just like, I wanted things to go so perfectly and I kind of had to just realize that like, that's not life and it's always going to be changing and things are hard and then they get easy and then they get hard again. And I feel like that's kind of something over the past two years of being married that I've just learned to like appreciate. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, our transition to cohabitating, living together was ultimately i mean it was by choice but it wasn't done the way we wanted it was you know covid had other plans for us yeah so i think i don't know as i read through this i think of a lot of different things the first thing that comes to mind is the person who wrote this in and i don't want this to come off as like whatever i don't know is very focused on like the negative what ifs Right. They are saying, what if I lose my independence? What if this, then the outcomes that they're immediately assuming is negative. What if you move in and you lose your independence and it makes you a hundred times happier, a hundred times a better person, a hundred times like more fulfilled. Like there are so many good positive things that come from, that can come from moving in that are better than just, I don't know, saving money on rent, I guess, or on whatever. Like there are. And if you, if these things do happen, oh, I am losing my independence. Okay. Now we'll deal with that. Yeah, exactly. Like you're, you're building these hesitations. You're building the fear of all these things before you're even getting to them. Like you've got to shift how you think about it first to like, like I think build up the excitement, build up like the positivity around doing it. And then if once you do it, there are some like challenges, like then deal with them then. Mm-hmm. I think. And knowing that like there will be challenges. Of course there will be challenges. There You have challenges now not living together. Yeah. There are going to be challenges when you do live together. That is like those parts of a relationship are never going anywhere. Yeah. Like, you know, Julie and I have a pretty good relationship you better believe we have all these challenges. We have these different things and it's living together that enabled us to learn how to cope with those problems. We used to just be able to hang up the phone and not, you know, answer texts or not calls. Now it's like, I don't know, what do you, we we go outside to get away and then you're gone for two minutes and we come back and it's like, okay, we're going to talk about this because we're going to make it better. Like that's a new skill that has like us cohabitating has made us like grow with what we're capable to do. All right. Now that I got that off my chest, I think there are, there are tips, right? I think like my first tip would be 
like talk about these things before you go into moving together say hey here are the things that are like my non-negotiables here are the things that i really need your help with i need you to make sure like the place is clean organization is like a really important thing to me so if stuff gets left out if there's trash if there's this divorce yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly that's that's, that's step two yeah well like no it's like saying hey like a you know, I know for Julia, like clutter and garbage and trash like causes anxiety and like then it creates other problems. And then mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it really so it's like, is. OK, I need to make sure I do my, you know, my the things I can do to try and help with that. Yeah. Now, the flip side is like I have stuff that I need too. like there's a give and a take with that. I think, you know, while what this person wrote in, they're thinking about it, that they're the only ones who have these hesitations, that they're the only one who have these needs. I guarantee you, your partner has the same hesitations, has the same needs. Yeah. And being able to like put those things out on the table and talk about them is going to make it one, it's going to ease both of your like fears going into it, but it'll also make it that much more easier. Like the first time he leads something out, right? Rather than you just bottle it up and see it and move it and then do it again and then again and then again and then it turns into a blow up. The first time you see something left out, because you've already talked about it, you're now able to say, hey, can, do you mind picking that up? Remember, I told you that's going to cause me to X, Y, Z. Like now it's easier to have that next round of conversations about it. Mm-hmm. I think also the, you know, the questions around identity, um, like make sure you don't lose yourself. Jules and I have talked on, I forget what episode it was. We did I think it was early this year because we both did separate New Year's trips. Like we, which I think I might do again. Yeah, (laughs) I hope you do. And a big thing for us about that, you know, everybody says like, "What are you guys doing for New Year's?" I was like, "Well, we're doing different things because we don't want to do the same thing." I didn't want to go where she was. She didn't want to go where I was. So we did different things. And being able to support each other, like obviously. Like you need to be able to support the relationship and like what you're bringing together, but you do still need to be able to support your partner as an individual, mm-hmm. right? You know, when we are in New Jersey, Julia loves to drive to Philadelphia to go get her nails done and go to solid core. Yes, that pisses me off. <laughs> I don't like that she drives that far to do a damn workout and paint her toenails. Like I could do that for her. Okay. But... I also know that that's important to her. So I need to like support her in doing that Mm -hmm. and like let her go and not make a big deal of it, not making it hard. Like you need to support each other as individuals to make sure that you can both keep your identity. Yeah. All right. Let's do a few short ones. You got any quick, easy ones for us? Like, how do you know if it's love or lust? Haven't been in a relationship in a long time and I don't know if I'm longing for a relationship or if I know that I genuinely like this person. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're asking, then it's lust. Is that a bad thing? To yeah, say? Um, yeah. I think if you're asking, then you probably you probably already know where you stand. And I think- if you haven't been in a relationship in a really long time, and this is your first one, maybe then like that doesn't necessarily mean it's it's a good one or it's the right one. Yeah, and maybe I it's also, an okay one. Yeah, I also think there's uh. Like it perks up a little hair on my neck when I hear somebody say, I'm out looking for love. Um, If you're out looking for love, you're going to find somebody who makes you happy. You're not necessarily going to find love, I think. 
I think you're going to find somebody to like fill that void, yeah. not somebody that like compliments you mm-hmm. in what you need. Right. Um, but I agree. I think it's how do you know? You don't really know, but I think deep down you do. Yeah. I think if you're asking this a lot and you're really thinking about it, then. I think that's one of, and this is a complete tangent, a hard realization for like me, you, and people in general. A lot of times we get these questions or like I'll have questions for anybody else or I'll have questions for myself. And like you already know what the answer is. Yeah. You're just seeking validation yes. or you're just seeking. Which is okay. Whatever, which it, it, it is okay. I think, you know, the big one for me, um, maybe not a big one, but I think a common one is like people need to seek out advice for like health and fitness, right? We need to need to make sure I'm doing the best workout with the best diet, yeah. with the best whatever. And at the end of the day, I'm like, should you eat that? You know the answer. Yes yeah. or no? You know yeah. the answer. Should you go work out? You know the answer. Yes or no? Should I drink that? You know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but people always are like, let me talk to Six Dr. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let me, and I think this person asking, is it love? Is it lust? Like, you know the answer, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's, it's what you like tell yourself and how you feel. You already, you already know. Yeah. Okay, this is an easy one. I don't read much either. Can you recommend a book slash list I should read to get me started? Mm. I guess maybe you've been following and know that I just started reading like a few months ago. Um, I have a book highlight of just my books that I've read and what I've liked versus what I haven't. Um, Colleen Hoover is obviously a great place to start. And if you go to Kelsey, my friend Kelsey Deprima Hall, her she's a huge book highlight and she's a big reader and then also my other friend Yuyan she has like a book Instagram account um and she reads a lot and I get a lot of my recommendations from them so I would go there and also you can check out my highlight but um because it'll just give you some books to start with yeah I love reading now yeah I've read so many books yeah you read every morning now I know it's nice Kelsey taught me that thank you Mm. She was like, you need to do this. And I listened. How to find a therapist. Hmm. The one thing I was going to say about this was to mention Sesh. Yeah. I, I think know. Sesh would be an awesome shout out here. Um, so for those of you who don't follow our Together account, if you don't, first off, go do. But we kicked off last month a partnership with a company called Sesh. It's just S-E-S-H. Their Instagram is Sesh Groups, and they offer um, online, so virtual mental health support groups, um, all through an app. And if you're Various a topics, yeah, yeah. Honestly, the the list so of sessions that they offer is huge. If you're a member of Together, you get six free months of Sesh. Um, group sesh yeah sessions. so the only reason i brought that up too was just because it's a good place to maybe start yeah. and it's free mm-hmm. um if you need like more of a one-on-one that would be like i would say to ask like your doctor about it but this is just a good place if you're like oh i would re- really like to like be a part of something and help my mental health and listen to like professional people talk and it's free for six months if you're a member so yeah yeah. yeah, you bring up a good point. We probably aren't qualified no. to actually answer that question. Yeah. But 
that was just a something that's we've been talking a lot about recently. Um, so that's an option if it's needed. Obviously, talk to your doctor first. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do a few more. Okay, my fiance is twenty six years older than me. How would you recommend managing haters? Fuck them. You can't see, but I'm giving the finger right now. Just all the haters. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, it's hard. You need to be so confident in yourself, in yourself, in your love, in your relationship that the haters are going to be haters. And like just knowing they're going to be there. Like, you know, I get haters all the time. Yeah. And honestly, they're probably hating because. They're jealous. They want what you have. They see you found love. They're jealous of that. They, you know, people always want a thing to have an opinion on. And you're putting yourself out there being in love, whatever the age gap is, like people want to have an opinion on that. So they're going to share it and they're going to hate and it just doesn't matter. Yeah. (sighs) How to date when you hate it, but you want to be married soon. Hmm. I feel like I want to say like don't date. Yeah, don't date. <laughs> don't do it. Just get married. No, I Fuck just feel dating. like what you said earlier about like when you're really looking, yeah. you're not going to find necessarily what you want. And that doesn't mean not to date, but it just means like don't look so hard. Just be, I mean, wanting to be married. I didn't really want to be married so soon. Hmm. So Caught you, bitch. I can't really relate to like the feeling of you know, maybe if I was my age now, I'd be like, oh, my God. And I wasn't married. I'd be like, oh, my God, I really want to be married. So I do get it. But you would rather be, I hope, single than marry someone just to marry them. Yeah. Like you would be more miserable if you just got married. So like just don't put so much emphasis on it. Date around. Have fun with dating. Go on group dates with like your girlfriends or something. I don't know. Like just go out more. But like don't schedule a date for you every single friday saturday sunday yeah so that you find someone to marry you know yeah yeah i think finding or like searching for love searching for dating searching for all of that a lot of times leads to heartbreak and divorce and not whatever i think you know the the timing of it is going to happen when it happens you're and i hate it because i feel like i've always heard this like when you're not looking, that's when you're going to find it. And I I believe that now. I've talked to enough people who have said the same thing. You know, I think when, when Julie and I started dating, neither of us were looking for what we found and we found it and we got lucky with that. But, but when you are proactively out, like looking for a husband, you might find a husband, but you might not find a good relationship you mm-hmm. might not find exactly what you want not that you're yeah. ever going to find exactly what you want but yeah you know all right let's end on this one no car my feet uh no i already read that one hmm. how to find a hobby in your 20s because i want to find friends but i have no hobbies girl i can relate to this <sighs> you know yeah we talk about this um behind closed doors because we both kind of feel like we wish we had more to do with like more hobbies, more whatever. Yeah. We, our days are starting to feel like repetitive or whatever. Um, so if you have an answer, let us know. <laughs> 
I mean, like, it's so funny because one of the hobbies I picked up was reading, but that's totally by myself. Yeah, it's very much. <laughs> it doesn't help me at all. But something we've been talking about doing is like pickleball and like other things outside, like, especially in the summer, just doing like outside sports that are like something we can do together for fun, not like to be competitive. Yeah. So like trying to pick up stuff like that, like joining like tennis is so hard, but like something like go join a tennis group, like it sounds like something that I don't want to do. So like, I hate even saying stuff like that, but yeah, I think surf lessons, like stuff yeah, that's like you could cool. do by yourself, but you could meet people at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're looking for hobbies. You didn't say anything about not having friends. Like ask your friends, what do they do? What are their hobbies? She, she wants friends to meet friends. Oh, she wants. Oh, um, the one spot that I would say that like comes to mind for me is like a gym. It's very easy to go to a gym and just start working out. Like there's obviously benefits to that. But I think a lot of times at gyms too, people are social. Gyms host, you know, um, a lot of gyms host events. They host different things. And uh, for a lot of people, uh, going to a gym is like a social thing. So, you know, if you're part of a gym you know, go there with the intention of trying to meet people, join like different workout classes. If you're not part of a gym, like, yeah, just join a gym, a go. You could also get like a second job. Yeah, get another job. Like just what we all need more work. Yeah, I don't know. The, but sometimes it could be. The other thing is with a gym, if you're not at a gym or whatever, join a CrossFit gym. I hate saying that, but CrossFit gyms are very, very good at building community. If you join a CrossFit gym for a month, I guarantee you after that month, you will have friends. Or uh, adult gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't do even that. do that. You can't even talk about that. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that is going to be the end of this episode. We got to go get on with our day. Um, so if, do you guys. Yeah. Stop obviously. listening to us and go do something. If, you, if we didn't get to answer your question, save it. Write it in next time. Um, and yeah. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We've been sharing them on the stories and it just helps us be able to create stuff for you guys and follow our Instagram at love that for you pod. And that's right. it. Love you guys. See you, guys next See you week. Week. next week. Bye.